The first NFL Sunday of the year is only a few days away, guys, and I am so, so excited. we got 13 games to talk about, but before we get into the breakdown, if you guys are a first-time viewer, welcome to my channel. My name is DK. I do cover content for DraftKings and for Prize Picks. If you guys are looking for Prize Picks content, I'll have some, some stuff posted on Twitter as well as on YouTube, and then obviously I'll be posting some stuff on Patreon in the Discord as well. Um... And yeah, if you guys do enjoy these YouTube videos, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And if you guys are looking for that more in-depth content, you can check out my Patreon linked down below. We had a great NFL preseason. This was uh, the final numbers for myself. 118% ROI on DraftKings with uh, about $4,000 in profit. And then over on Price Picks had a 70% ROI with $3,500 profit. So it was a really good NFL preseason. I'm hoping to keep it going. And what I will say is... What are you going to say? I've seen this so much on Twitter. Everyone says, oh, I'm the best at NFL. NFL regular season, I'm the best better out there. And if you want the truth, NFL regular season, to be honest, is probably the hardest sport to be profitable long term. So just wanted to throw that out there because all you see on Twitter is, you know, NFL, this is my sport. It's everyone's sport, right? Um, but yeah, it is, it's pretty hard, to be honest, to be profitable long-term in NFL, whether it be DFS uh, or um, sports betting. And then uh, I didn't recap this. This was the last day of preseason, but I ended up taking first. This is only a $33 entry. I was debating entering the, what was like the $250 tournament. I forget what the high stakes entry was. I was almost going to because there's some overlay. Didn't end up doing it. Had I entered it, it would have been a $2,500 win as well. But still can't complain turning $33 into $500 the last day of the NFL preseason. Okay, so let's talk about these 13, game got 13 games. And what we'll do is we'll actually go team by team. We'll run through all the positions and kind of, again, point out some players I like. Maybe some cash plays, some tournament plays. Some guys I think will be low owned. So let's start off with Philadelphia and Detroit. And on the Philadelphia side... Uh, Jalen Hurts coming in at 6.8K. I do think he's going to be a pretty popular quarterback play on this slate. Decently uh, high over under. Hurts obviously got the has rushing upside. I think he's going to be one of the more popular cash game quarterback plays as well. Lions defense, not super scared of them. So Hurts, all around a solid play, will be popular. Again, definitely a cash game play. At running back, Miles Sanders is at 5.4. I mean, he's not going to be super popular. Every year, there's, there always seems to be hype about Miles Sanders, and every year he seems to let down. Um, they also have Gainwell as the number two back. I think he'll kind of mix in as well. I'm not convinced that Miles Sanders is going to be a bell cow back, so more so just contrarian plays there. At wide receiver, we have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith at 6'4 and 5'5". They're kind of just there for me. If you're buying into Jalen Hurts really taking a step forward uh, passing the ball this year, then obviously you can look to these wide receivers. Quez Watkins is the number three wide receiver for what it's worth. And then at tight end, you have Dallas Goddard at 4-5. Again, kind of just indifferent on him. Don't think he's going to be super popular. I think he's a fine play. We know Philadelphia loves going to their tight ends. Now, on the Detroit side, not really looking at Jared Goff at 5-4. I know that's a cheap price point, but I think there's other cheap quarterbacks I'd rather get to. At running back, I do think DeAndre Swift's going to get some ownership, both in cash and in tournaments, but for good reason. Now, last year to start, it was kind of you know a split with him and uh, Jamal Williams. I do think DeAndre Swift's going to get much more Hefty workload this year. Again, he's very involved in the pass game as well. A game flow independent running back. So I do like Swift in both formats. I think he's going to get some ownership. At wide receiver, you have St. Brown at 6-1, uh, DJ Chark at 4-8, and then Josh Reynolds at 3-6. Uh, none of them really stand out to me. I know St. Brown had that massive 
you know, season down the stretch. Uh, but again, we do have Swift back. We do have Hockets in back. So I want to kind of wait to see is St. Brown still going to dominate those guys back or maybe he does take a little bit of a step back. And then at tight end, Hawkinson at 4-9. I think that's kind of just a solid play. Uh, Lions don't have a lot of talent in the wide receiver group. So I do think Hawkinson will be one of the guys that they utilize a lot. All right, Baltimore and the Jets. So Lamar Jackson, 7-3. Obviously a guy that is, you know, firmly in play in both formats, in my opinion. But just because the, the rushing ability is a guy that can go get you, you know, 80, 90, 100 yards in the ground. Uh, the Jets defense, like I said, I'm not super scared of them. So uh, Lamar, definitely a solid option there at quarterback. Now running back, this is something to keep an eye on. J.K. Dobbins is banged up. Kind of 50-50 whether or not he's going to be available. Now if he does, if he's not available... They do have Mike Davis listed as the number two back, so I would think he gets the first crack at the starting role. Now, I don't think he'll be like a bell cow if Dobbins misses. You'll probably see some Justice Hill. You might even see some Kenyon Drake, who they recently signed. So we'll keep an eye on that situation there for Baltimore. A wide receiver, Bateman's at 5'3", should be the number one guy. Then you have Duvernay and Prochet, both really cheap at 3'8 and 3'3". If you're buying into Lamar Jackson as passing attack, you can possibly take some shots in those guys in tournaments. And then Mark Andrews definitely going to be the safest target here. We know Lamar loves going to Mark Andrews, his safety net, safety blanket, if you will. So, um, yeah, Mark Andrews is pricey, but I uh, do think it is worth it if you have the salary. Now, moving on to the Jets. Again, I'm definitely not looking at Joe Flacco. We just got that confirmation that Zach Wilson is going to be out until at least week four. Running back, I do not trust this at all with Brees Hall and Michael Carter. I think it's going to be a split. I think it might be even a three-headed monster. I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach here for week one. The wide receiver, I mean, you don't have super cheap price points here with more Davis and Wilson, so I'll probably uh, mainly be full fading this Jets offense. Tight end, you, you, you have Uzama and Coughlin. Now, Coughlin is a guy that's been, uh, you know, doing well uh, in practice, but technically listed as the number two tight end behind Uzama. I'm moving on to the Saints. So, Jameis Winston, starting quarterback, 5.3K. I do think it's at least in consideration. Um, Atlanta, again, not super scared of them defensively, so... Just a little, little bit of interest in Jameis. A running back, Kamara, 7-6, might fly a bit under the radar as far as, you know, the spend-up running backs go. I think it'll get more ownership for guys like Taylor and McCaffrey. I think Eckler will get more ownership. Uh, so Kamara might go a little bit lower owned. Now, the downside here with Kamara is he's not going to be like a true bell cow back. You're definitely going to see Mark Ingram work in, maybe like a 70-30 split. But Kamara should be utilized heavily in this offense. Um, and if Michael Thomas is out, you'll see even a bigger boost there for Kamara. The wide receiver, again, Thomas, we'll see. He was limited in practice with a hamstring. Um, I mean, he's just been banged up, like, last two years. So um, we'll see about the stats of Thomas. If he does play, you can obviously take a shot at him for tournaments. If not, you know, opens up a little bit more for guys like Landry, Olave, maybe one of the cheaper guys like uh, Marquez Callaway. Uh, tight end, not a lot I'm looking to here at tight end for New Orleans. Moving on to Atlanta, a team I think will be very, very low-owned. Again, a little, little bit interested in Marcus Mariota. Um, does have some rushing upside. I don't think he's a terrible quarterback, so uh, he'll definitely be a very, very low on play. At running back, I don't trust this. In the preseason, I know Cordero Patterson did not play a ton, but he lined up wide a lot. He didn't really line up in the backfield a lot. Now, I know that's you know kind of what they do with Cordero Patterson. They're going to move him around the field a lot, but I just don't know what's going to happen with Atlanta Falcons backfield. They have Williams. They have Algier, too. It kind of might be like a three-headed monster, so Nothing that I feel great about there in the backfield. A wide receiver, we'll see if Drake London plays. If he does, obviously you can look to him in tournaments. If not, maybe a guy like Lamade Sakias at 4K could be a potential salary relief option. And then a tight end, Kyle Pitts at 5'7". Everyone loves Kyle Pitts this year. And I agree. I think he is going to have a, a good year. Um, got a little bit unlucky with touchdown variance last year. I think that will change. So 5.7K for Kyle Pitts. 
makes him a pretty good option at tight end. New England and Miami. So New England, I'm just going to throw this out there. I am completely off the Patriots. I think Mac Jones is going to have a really bad year this year. I just do not like New England at all this year. So I have no interest in Mac Jones at 5-4. The running back situation should be a split here with Harris and Stevenson. Now it kind of sounds like Stevenson will be the guy used on third down in third down situations. Um, but again, not a lot that I love there. Wide receiver, I'll mention Jacoby Myers, probably my favorite option, assuming he does play. 4.3K does feel a little bit too cheap. I think he will once again be their best wide receiver. And then at tight end, they're going to utilize Henry and Smith. Henry will probably play a little bit more, but just not a lot I like on the New England side. On the Dolphins side, not a ton I love either. Two I'm going to pass on at 5.7. I do like Chase Edmonds if he does play at 5.2. I know the Dolphins have a lot of running backs, but I think Edmonds is very talented. And if you saw last year, um, again, he wasn't truly a bell cop, but when he was given touches, he did very well for Arizona. So I do like Edmonds as a cheaper running back play if he does play a guy that is very talented in the receiving game as well. A wide receiver, you have Tyreek and Jalen Waddell at 6'8 and 6'4. Both are in play. Obviously, we know the big play upside that Tyreek Hill does have. And then tight end, Jusecki's at 4'8. I'll probably pass on it. There's been some conflicting reports on you know what is his role going to be of this offense. I don't think I want to pay 4.8K for him. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. So maybe this is kind of a hot take, but I kind of like this Pittsburgh offense this year. I do have some interest in Mitch, Mitch Tabriski at 5K. Um, again, probably not in like a cash game setting, but um, I do think he's actually in play for tournaments. Uh, they have three wide receivers I think you can pair him with. So um, I do kind of like the Steelers offense this week. Najee Harris at 6'4". I don't think it will be that popular, but we know Pittsburgh loves utilizing a bell cow back, and Najee Harris should be playing for majority of the game. So also will be involved in the passing game. I think he looks solid. And then they have three wide receivers here, Deontay, Claypool, and Pickens. And keep an eye on Deontay Johnson. Limited in practice. He didn't sound confident about playing. He said he tried to do everything with his arm. So we'll see. If Deontay Johnson doesn't play, that would open up even more. Um, I This is my opinion, but I think George Pickens will be the number one wide receiver at the end of the year here for the Steelers. So I like him a good amount here at 4.1, especially if Deontay Johnson does not play. Claypool will be playing out of the slot. If Deontay doesn't play, I would assume that Miles Boykin would probably be that number three wide receiver. So we'll keep an eye on that. A tight end, Pat Faramuth, kind of just there for me. Don't love him, don't hate him, just kind of indifferent. Moving on to the Steelers, Joe Burrow, getting him a little bit of a discount as opposed to those other top quarterbacks. I think he will get some ownership. More of a tournament play, though, for me. A running back field of Mixon at 7-1. Again, I don't think he'll be that popular. I think he's a fine contrarian uh, play. A wide receiver, we have Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Uh, Jamar Chase, obviously everyone loves him. He'll be he'll get some ownership in tournaments for sure. I do think T. Higgins is a solid play with a thousand dollar discount. And then Tyler Boyd, definitely uh, you know, the least upside of the three, but still should be playing majority there out of the slot. At tight end, Hayden Hurst looks like he'll be the number one guy. I do think he's an okay salary relief option there at 3.3k. Now we have the Colts and the Texans. So Matt Ryan, 5'5, again, is in play. I do think Jonathan Taylor will get some ownership. So if you wanted to look to Matt Ryan to kind of leverage that, I don't think it's the worst idea. Taylor's going to be popular in both formats, 9-1. Here's another somewhat hot take. You guys know I'm, I'm such a hot take bro on Twitter. I think Jonathan Taylor's going to have a slightly down year this year. I think he could. He could finish outside the top five running backs this year. The reason I think that is, I think Naheem Hines is going to be much, much more involved this year, especially in the passing game. I don't think you're going to see a lot of Jonathan Taylor catching passes. Uh, now, obviously, they're favorites in this game. Obviously, it's still a good matchup against Houston. So I still think Taylor's in play. 
But um, he's one that I'm actually not as high on for for season long. Um, I do think Naheem Hines is going to have a much bigger role. Now, I'm not really looking to play Naheem Hines at 5-1, but I did, did, did just want to mention that. A wide receiver, Michael Pittman at 5-5. Five, five. Um, you know, I got him super cheap in best ball last year, even in fantasy drafts. Uh, and he had a big, big year. I like him again this year. I think he's going to be by far, you know, their clear number one wide receiver. So I do like Pittman a good amount of 5-5. Five, five. I think he's going to be a popular play as well. Definitely a guy you can look to in a cash game setting. And then he has some cheap options here with Pierce and Campbell. I think are fine at 3-9 and 3-3. Three, three. Again, should be the number two, number three wide receivers in a decent matchup. So those guys are in play for salary relief. Don't really know if I'm looking to mow LA Cox at 3-4. I think there's some other tight ends I'd rather get to. On the Houston side, I'm going to pass in Davis Mills at running back. So I do think Damian Pierce is going to be relatively popular. He's a guy that everyone just does nonstop talk about Damian Pierce the last couple of weeks. I get it, right? They released Marlon Mack. He's the number one running back. But... um. I kind of want to gauge what the ownership is. Last I heard, like a day ago, he was only going to be like 1%, which I completely disagree with. I think he's going to be actually a pretty popular play running back this week, but we'll kind of see. Um, they do have Rex Burkhead, who, who they probably will use in third down situations, but you have a little bit of interest in Pierce. It kind of comes down to what his ownership is going to be. A wide receiver with Cooks at 6'3", Nico Collins at 4'2". They released Chris Conley, so it looks like uh, Dorsett will be the number three wide receiver there at the flat min price. Um, Cooks, again, Houston's going to be down a majority of the game, so they're going to be playing from behind. He's always in play. Nico Collins didn't have the best year, didn't have the best preseason as well, but again, should have a lot of opportunities with Houston playing from behind. At tight end, they have Jordan, they have Arrow Brown. Mm, they're just there for me. All right, Jacksonville and Washington. So not the best first year there for Trevor Lawrence. I do think he's going to take a step forward this year, 5.6K. Don't love the price, though. At running backs, kind of interesting because everyone loves Travis Etienne this year. I don't really know what the role is going to be for James Robinson. Is it going to be a 50-50 split? Is Etienne going to get, you know, majority of the workload? Is Robinson going to get majority of the workload? I don't really know how this is going to go. So, again, I'll probably pass in this backfield, especially if Robinson's going to be full go. A wide receiver with Kirk, Marvin Jones, and Zay Jones. I think Marvin Jones probably the guy that stands out the most to me there at 4-4. And then at tight end, I kind of like Evan Ingram. I know everyone on Twitter hates Evan Ingram, but hey, this is the Jags. Just like we talked about with Houston, the Jags are also going to be playing from behind a majority of the game. Evan Ingram is a solid pass-catching tight end. I do have a little bit of interest in him. I think he'll be low-owned. On the Washington side, not a ton of interest there in Carson Wentz at running back. Probably going to stay away from. I know, obviously, Brian Robinson isn't playing in this game. Antonio Gibson's at 5'8". He'll probably get the first crack at it. But what I've heard, it might even work some Jonathan Williams in there. McKissick could get some third down work. So I don't love this Washington backfield. A wide receiver with McLaurin at 6'5". He's totally fine. Samuel and uh, Dotson is the other wide receivers. Dotson at 3'4". I do think looks okay for salary relief. Uh, cheap and should be the number two wide receiver this year. And then a tight end. Logan Thomas, if he does play, I do think it's a solid play. Uh, but again, keep an eye on his injury status. San Francisco and Chicago. Trey Lance, another quarterback, I think will get some ownership, especially in cash games because of his rushing upside. Um, we'll see. Again, people have some pretty strong takes about Trey Lance. They either like love him or they hate him. I'm kind of more in the middle. I just like, he's just there. Like, I don't really have a super strong take on Trey Lance this year. So, uh, again, I think he'll, be, he'll get some ownership for sure in both formats. At running back, we have Elijah Mitchell. We have Jeff Wilson. Mitchell should get the first crack, uh, obviously, at starting running back. But I do think Wilson will get mixed in as well. At wide receiver, Debo's at 7-4. I don't love the price point for him. Ayuka, 5-2. Um, again, eh. Not a lot stands out there in the passing attack. At tight end, we'll keep an eye on George Kittle if he doesn't play. 
Tyler Croft will probably pick up the start. Moving on to Chicago, Justin Fields at 5'6". Uh, I don't think actually we'll get a ton of ownership. I think guys like Hertz and, and Trey Lance, uh, those more uh, also mobile quarterbacks will get more ownership. But I'm not completely ruling out Justin Fields, who does have a ceiling, again, because of his rushing ability. So 5.6K, definitely in play for salary relief. A running back Montgomery. So another one where like people either love him or they hate him. Um, but it kind of is looking like Dave Montgomery will be a guy that is going to get a pretty hefty workload once again. You know, he can catch passes out of the backfield as well. So I think he's in play as a contrarian option. A wide receiver, they're a bit banged up. It looks like Mooney, Pringle, and then St. Brown will be the top three guys, assuming Bells Jones does not play. Mooney being my preferred option there at 5'7". At tight end, I do like Cole Clement at 3'7". I think he's going to have a solid year, good pass-catching tight end. Cleveland and Carolina. Cleveland's a team, another one that I'm kind of off of. I don't have a ton of confidence in Jacoby Brissett. Running back should be split with Chubb and Hunt. Chubb obviously being the guy that gets the uh, first crack at, you know, Early down situations. Wide receiver, there's just not a lot here. Cooper's at 5'9". He's kind of, in my opinion, more on the down, uh, the downhill of his career. Peoples-Jones at 4'4". Eh, eh. I do, I will say, Njoku, probably my favorite play here at 3.9K. I think he's going to be utilized a lot more. Uh, Cleveland had like three tight ends last year, but I think Njoku is going to be, uh, again, a lot uh, more utilized in the passing game. Moving on to Carolina, Baker Mayfield. I do think it's a slight upgrade over Sam Darnold, but I don't have a ton of interest in playing him for DFS. A running back, I do like McCaffrey a good amount. Again, him, Jonathan Taylor, like I said, are going to be popular. I actually would lean McCaffrey over Taylor for what it's worth. Um, I think he just has a little bit of a higher floor with his pass catching ability. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to utilize much in the pass game this year. So um, I actually prefer, prefer McCaffrey over Taylor at running back. Uh, or sorry, spend ups go. DJ Moore at 6K, kind of just there. Robbie Anderson at 4.8 is fine. Marshall should be the guy in the slot at tight end. Don't have a ton of interest there with Tommy Tremble. Green Bay. So Green Bay is interesting. We'll talk about wide receiver here. Aaron Rodgers at 7K is going to be low owned, but another relatively high total game here with Green Bay in Minnesota. I do think he is a viable tournament play at quarterback. Running back should be split here. Jones and Dillon. I actually think it's a little bit easier to get to A.J. Dillon. Now, Jones probably the better pass catcher of the two, but I still think they're going to utilize A.J. Dillon in the... In the um, uh, as far as uh, catching passes as well. So both running backs in play. I actually think Dylan a little bit safer than Jones. Wide receiver, this is where it gets tricky. So Lazard, we'll see if he plays. Didn't practice with an ankle injury. Um, he is going to be the number one wide receiver if he's healthy. If not, then there's just a lot of question marks. They have Watson who's been banged up. Looks like he'll be available. Sammy Watkins, who knows what he's going to be. Randall Cobb is complete dust at this point of his career. And then they have Romeo Dobbs who could play a good amount, too, at the flat min price, a guy that, you know, I played a lot, or I played a couple times in the preseason. But, um, yeah, so Green Bay, there's there's some question marks here at wide receiver. I think if Lazard doesn't play, you can look to some of these cheaper guys, like a Dobbs at the flat min price. Um, so, again, we'll keep an eye on the Lazard news. That Lazard news, that is pretty important. At tight end, Robert Tunyon, again, kind of just indifferent there. Moving on to Minnesota, Kirk Cousins at 6-1. Again, more of a tournament play for me. And running back Dalvin Cook, again, contrarian option. I think he's going to be low on, but for good reason. Minnesota should be more of a pass-heavy team this year, so not as excited about Dalvin Cook at 7-9. And wide receiver, we have Jefferson, Thielen, and Osborne. Jefferson, another guy that will get some ownership, obviously, in tournaments. Thielen, I think, will kind of fly under the radar. And I do think KJ Osborne's going to have a pretty good year playing out of the slot, but he isn't super cheap there at 4-9. Irv Smith, I do think, is a decent salary relief play at tight end 3.4K. Solid pass catcher and should play a majority of the game. 
All right, the Giants. So another viable, cheap quarterback play here, I think, is Daniel Jones, a guy that has a little bit of rushing upside 5K. Not a super, you know, icing game here with the Giants and the Titans, but Jones is viable. Now, Saquon's going to be very popular in both formats. I think he is very clearly underpriced. Obviously, we know he's been banged up last couple of years, but looks like he is now completely healthy. He should be the bell cow back, is involved in the past game. So I think he stands out as one of the better plays of the slate. The only downside is he's going to be extremely popular, in my opinion. Wide receiver, there's some question marks here, too. So projected starters are going to be Galladay, uh, Tony, and Wendell Robinson. But Sterling Shepard looks like he'll be available. How is he going to fit in this mix? Galladay's look like he's dust, uh, especially in the preseason. So there's some question marks. I do think the cheaper wide receivers, guys like Tony and Robinson, probably my preferred options. Uh, Robinson, a guy they'll probably utilize out of the slot. Now, Tony played in the slot last year. I think he'll be lined up more out wide this year, but I think those are the two guys I'm looking to here, Robinson and Tony. And at tight end, Daniel Bellinger, I do think is a little bit interesting here at 2.5K. Will be the number one tight end. Is super cheap. Had a decent preseason. So um, again, I do think he's at least uh, viable there. Tennessee, a team that is like, meh. I mean, nothing really stands out. I'm not really looking at Tannehill. Derrick Henry's always in play, but in my opinion, more of a tournament play for me. Wide receivers, it's kind of gross. Robert Woods, Burks, and Westbrook. Like, there's just like, I don't know. There's just nothing that really stands out here. You have Austin Hooper at tight end. Tennessee's just there. I don't, I don't love a lot there. Last couple games, I think you're going to get a lot of ownership in these games, but for good reason. Quarterback Derek Carr, 5'9". This game should be a shootout. I think he's in play, obviously. At running back, I'm kind of off Josh Jacobs. I know they're released Kenyon Drake, but I think this could be more of a committee backfield. I think Zemir White's going to be utilized a good amount. I think you could get some either, you know, maybe Amir Abdullah or even Britton Brown utilizes that number three back. So I'm not as excited about Josh Jacobs this year. I think he's a guy that I'll be out on at wide receiver. So it's going to be interesting to see how does Hunter Renfro work with this offense with Devonta Adams there with a, if you know, assuming that uh, Darren Waller is healthy. So it's really interesting to see how the passing attack works here for the Raiders, how the, the targets are distributed. Obviously, Devonta Adams is going to be a guy that they want to get the ball to. But they do have some good targets as well in Renfro and in Waller. Matt Collins, for what it's worth, will be the number three wide receiver. He is the flat man price. At tight end, again, Waller looks like he'll be good to go. 5.4K, obviously in play, but I don't think he's going to get as many targets this year with Devonta Adams there. On the Charger side, so Justin Herbert, I like it uh, in both formats. Uh, actually, I would say more, more for GPPs to that price point. But again, this Chargers offense is going to be great. They're going to be a pass-heavy team. They're going to run a fast offense. So I always love this Chargers team. At running back, Austin Eckler, my boy, 8.2K. I think he's going to have another good year, assuming he stays healthy. Very much utilized in the passing game. We'll probably get somewhere around you know 10 to 15 carries on the ground. So I think he's a good running back in both formats. And then a wide receiver, we have Allen, we have Williams, we have Palmer as the top three guys. I always prefer Allen to Williams. Williams more of that big play guy, that boomer bust guy. Allen and playing in the slot, I think a little bit of a higher floor. Palmer has won the number three wide receiver role. I think he'll probably play about half the game. Is in play uh, at 3.8K with a good offense. And then a tight end, you have Gerald Everett at 3.8K. Again, I'm just indifferent on him. Finally, Kansas City and Arizona, a game that'll probably be the most popular game on the slate, but for good reason. Mahomes at 7-7, like him a lot here for tournaments. Uh, the Chiefs offense is going to be, uh, it's going to be a little bit different, obviously, this year, but I still think they're, they're going to be a great offense. Their defense also projected not to be great. So, um, yeah, Kansas City definitely going to be a team that I'm going to get a lot of exposure to over the year. Uh, running back, there's some question marks here. You know, CEH is listed as the number one back, but they have McKinnon, they have Macheco. 
uh, Pacheco. So, like, I'm not convinced that CEH is going to be like a bell cow back here. So, there's not a lot I'm very confident in there at running back. At wide receiver, there's also some question marks. I see everyone loves drafting Sky Moore. Everyone's on Sky Moore. Um, I have some hesitations here. I'm not convinced that Sky Moore is going to be utilized as like a number two, number three wide receiver. I think right now he's going to be the number four wide receiver. So I think the top three guys are going to be Juju, MBS, and Hardman. But Hardman's another guy that everyone hates, right? No one likes McCole Hardman. Everyone loves Sky Moore. That reason, I kind of like McCole Hardman here for tournaments. I think he's going to get no ownership. Uh, Pat Mahomes said he's going to be very much involved in the offense this year, that being McCole Hardman. Obviously, no more Tyreek Hill. So I like Hardman for tournaments. I think Juju is going to be the safest bet, probably, uh, playing a good amount there in the slot. So I think he is probably your safest bet. And then we know MBS has that big playability as well. So, um, yeah, Chiefs wide receivers are relatively cheap, right? And there's just some unknowns. And then a tight end. We know what Travis Kelsey is. He's, you know, top option in this offense, a safe play. I know he's getting up there in age. I still think he's probably got another year or so before he starts going, you know, downhill a good amount. But yeah, Kelsey still, I think, is a very good option there at tight end. And finally, the Arizona Cardinals. So you guys know Kyler Murray is my boy. I like him a good amount here for week one. A guy that does have rushing upside, not really like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, but he can go give you 40, 50 yards in the ground. Um, you know, this is projected to be the highest scoring game on the slate. I think there's going to be very little defense played in this game. So like Kyler a good amount. At running back, now this guy, don't get me started with James Conner. This guy caused me incredible pain last year. And I mean incredible pain. Every single time I stack Kyler Murray with a couple wide receivers, you get James Conner vulturing every touchdown. So I stacked Kyler probably like three or four times last year. Every one of those games, James Conner had like three touchdowns. He just couldn't make it up. So... Caused me incredible pain, James Conner. Now, we saw what James Conner did when Chase Edmonds went down. He was utilized as a three down back. There's not a lot of competition behind him. They have Eno Benjamin Tecla's number two back. If you're confident that James Conner is going to be utilized as the three down back, I do think he's a good play in both formats. We'll see. I'm not totally convinced he is, but if he does get that role, obviously he looks good. At wide receiver, we're not going to get Hopkins till what? I think it's six weeks. Six weeks? Or is it 10 weeks? I forget how long he's out, but yeah, I think it's six weeks. Um, we have the absolute dust of A.J. Green, who's technically the number two wide receiver. Not a ton of interest in him. Hollywood Brown will be the number one wide receiver with Hopkins out. Um, I think he's going to be targeted a lot. Obviously, uh, a viable option there at 6-2. Rondell Moore, I think, will be pretty popular. It should be the slot wide receiver at 4K. Um, I think he's going to play a good chunk. I think they want to get the ball to him. So I do like him a good amount there for value. Again, I think he'll be popular. Um, Isabella probably works in his number four wide receiver. Might play a bit, but I'd rather go to Rondell Moore for a little bit more. And then at tight end, Zach Ertz, if he plays, I think he's a, a decent option. Um, if he misses, you can look to the rookie in McBride. But looking like now, uh, again, he practiced in limited fashion on Wednesday. That would probably mean that he's going to give it a go on Sunday. So that is the team-by-team team breakdown, guys. That is week one NFL DFS for you. Like I said, I cannot wait for Sunday to sit on my couch and watch football all day long. But if you guys if you guys have been enjoying the content, just make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Again, we got Thursday Night Football tomorrow. I'll probably be uh, doing a YouTube live stream for that as well, so make sure to check it out. If you guys haven't already, make sure to check out my Thursday Night Breakdown of that game. But good luck, guys. Um, let's win some money in NFL this year, and I'll see you guys all in the next video.